Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today, our special guest is one of America's foremost experts on Bible prophecy and the host of Manifest, Evangelist Perry Stone. Our co-hosts today are Marcella Woodall, Mondo De La Vega, and I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Grace Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Thank you, Ricky Baker. Yes. Glad Hi to there. have you all here. We got a great audience today. Yeah, and too. one of my favorite guests, Evangelist Perry Stone, Woo! is in the house. The founder and president and voice of evangelism outreach ministry in Cleveland, Tennessee. Is that sort of great like the thing. Holy Land? Well, they've said that for years. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason they do is there's two major denominations there. There's a major Christian university there. Yes. Our county has uh, 120,000 people, and there's 380 churches in the county. Wow. Oh, my and land. And that's what I've been told. And I hope that number, I mean, you know. Wow. Of course, where we're from, if you don't like somebody, you just leave and start a church. You know, that's, <laughs> that's probably how half of them got started. Uh, that's kind of a joke, but yeah. there's a little truth <laughs> to that. Okay. But good to be back with you so much. Yeah. I, oh, I, I appreciate you guys. We, I love you guys so much. We are that. thrilled to have you here today. We are. You are truly one of the foremost evangelists in the world today. Yeah. Praise and God, we always honor to have you on our program. You have something to tell us. Yeah. You're always getting a download from God. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I want I don't for know the if, people. I don't know if you've been like me, but some, some of my downloads come at three and four in the morning. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, most of my Lord, can you, can you put this off till about six? I know. But you know, he speaks uh, in the night hours. And even yeah, the Bible talks about in the book of Job, how in deep sleep, I don't know yeah. if you know this verse is there, but it's in deep sleep, in the middle of the night, in deep sleep, God opens up the ear. Wow. And that's why most of your revelation comes from God usually when you're sleeping. Wow. And, so and that's why so many people do say that it's, I wake it's up. It's in the book of Job. Morning. That's right. And mm -hmm. you wake up and you will hear, uh, sometimes I will hear not an audible voice, but I will hear words. Yes. And it's though someone has spoken. You all, you've all have had this happen Absolutely. where there's a sentence being said and I, it's in your head, but yeah. it's coming out of your spirit. Right. Yeah. Most people may not realize I'm, that. It happens to me all the time. And, 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 you know, if you look at the scripture and you look at men or women, or specifically the prophets of the Bible, you see that it was a, they, they were in conflict all the time. You know, mm -hmm. Elijah's calling the fire down from heaven one minute and then he's wanting to die the next minute, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, Moses is bringing Israel out with the Red Sea opening and next thing you know, he's saying, God, these people are just too much for me. Yeah. And there's a conflict that goes True. on and it's an inner conflict of where walking in two worlds. Yeah. Walking yeah. in two worlds is a very difficult thing to do. Now, what do I mean by that? Yeah. The Bible talks about walking in the Spirit, mm -hmm. and that means walking in the Word, according to the Word, walking through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, walking with God, yeah. the way Enoch did in the Old Testament. And you're trying to walk with God while the dog just got run over, the toast got burnt, right. exactly. and the kids are fighting in the living room. Exactly. you know. And right. so now you're pulled out of that atmosphere of your morning prayer and wow. Bible study to have to deal with what we call the cares of life. Yeah. the mm -hmm. basic cares of life that everyone has. But we're coming to a time, and if you'll allow me to do something yeah. right oh, now, uh, I was in the area and I preached a message called uh, Rosh Hashanah and the Abrahamic Patterns last night. And I'm only going to give you two patterns very quickly. This is not really part of the program that we had, but I okay. feel led that we should go here for just a moment. If you will go to the Bible and you will go to the book of Genesis, especially there in chapter 5, 
and you can also go to chapter 11, you'll get genealogies. And in the genealogies, it will tell you Adam was 130 when Seth was born. So that's his firstborn after Abel is killed. Mm. Uh, Cain killed Abel. So that's where the genealogy starts for the Messiah is with Seth. Then it will tell you how old Seth was when his son was born, how old his son was when his first son was born. If you go from Adam, and you can do this in your Bible. We had a chart up last night. And you have to add the two years in the book of Genesis, it says two years after the flood. That number two has to be added to the list. And then we'll talk about Eber beget this when he was 35 years of age, 30 years of age. Guess what the total numbers total to from Adam to the birth of Abraham? 1,948. Wow. That's wow. significant because... When Jesus, if you took, if you look at what we call our calendar that we use today, especially with the Christian Gentile calendar, we have a zero year. It doesn't really exist. There is no zero year. You go from 1 B.C. to 1 A.D., but we start counting at 1 A.D., and, and then we, we go from the birth of Christ, which, again, we're talking about that zero year, which our calendar is involved with, and you go forward to when the second Adam, Jesus, is born to the time that the nation of Israel is rebirthed, which is the Abrahamic seed. It's 1948. Wow. Now, that's significant. I I wrote about that 25 years ago. I showed that list 25 years ago. Then, recently, it was observed that when God finally told Abraham, or I won't say finally, let me say he told Abraham, in the book of Genesis, chapter 12, get up from where you are and go to the land of promise. It specifically tells you he was 75 years of age. Yes. Ten years later, Sarah talks about Hagar, and he finds Hagar, goes into Hagar, has a son by the name of Ishmael. That time he is 85 years of age. Okay, let's take those two dates. If you take, for example, 1948, which is your absolute pivotal year mm-hmm. in biblical numbers and biblical prophecy, everything starts there and moves forward. You cannot have a return of Christ or a millennial kingdom Mm -hmm. if you read all the prophecies of the Bible till Israel is a nation. That's right. They were only a nation again in 1948 after being dispersed for over 1900 years. So the date, 1948, we start there. Let's add 75 years to that because Abraham moves from where he is to the place of God at age 75. Add 75 to 1948, you come at 2023. That's wow. our year that we're in now. Yeah. Wow. You add wow. 10 more years to that, you come to 2033, which in my opinion, and I'm very careful, and I'll say this for those of you watching me right now, that I'm very careful and have been my entire life of not trying to date events as it relates to either the tribulation or the return of the Lord. I will talk about where we are according to signs, which all of us do, but I'm very careful because I've I've seen people miss dates, and I knew who the Antichrist was in the 1980s, and they shot him in Egypt. You know, okay, so uh, <laughs> you'll understand that later. And unwashed the dot was the Antichrist, you know, because he's making peace. Yeah. And, of course, after yeah. he died, I had to change my theology. So that's when I decided that when I was 20 years of age, I am not going to put a date on anybody, and I'm not going to name anybody as being right. the man of sin, okay? Right. Right. So, but going back to this, uh, uh, you have 2023, and you have 2033, uh, if we t- we're taking now right. the patterns of the life of Abraham. If you look at these two dates, their significance, and I'm going to show you this year what I believe the Lord is speaking because we were talking 
backstage. I wish sometimes we could put a camera yeah. backstage. <laughs> yeah. The greatest, the greatest conversation. Am I telling the truth? Yeah. Yeah. The greatest Absolutely. conversations happen off camera. It's, yes. am, it's amazing. And Jim, sure. Jim tells you all these stories that none of you have ever heard <laughs> that are That's incredible true. and amazing that I keep telling him to write a book. He needs oh, to write a book so. on the stories you've never heard. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's mind blowing. It's mind boggling. You yeah. would You've never you you've never heard the inside of the inside, which is incredible. Yeah, okay? it's true. For me, it is at least. It is. So let's go back to me this. Twenty twenty three, there was a pastor by the name of Willie George, and he he, he could be watching. Willie watches a lot of Christian television, mm-hmm. and it's a great church in Tulsa. And I've preached for Willie. He's I think he turned his church over to his son now. But back in the day, mm-hmm. we were going there and uh, preaching uh, a, pro- a prophetic word. And yeah. he, Willie George loves prophecy. And to show you how much he loves prophecy, he drives me from the church back to the hotel room where I'm going to spend the night and get up the next morning pretty early, about 8.30, I think, and go get a, my plane flight back home. We, sit, we do not go into the hotel. We do not go into the lobby. We sit and begin to talk. At 3.30 in the morning, I finally said, I think I need to go to bed. I, go, I think I went to bed for an hour and a half. <laughs> um, he, all we talked about was prophecy. So one of the things that Willie and I discussed was this. When you start timing, and we all love to do this because the disciples asked Jesus, what shall be the time? You know, Jesus talked about times and seasons. You know, he said, will you at this time Mm -hmm. restore the kingdom to Israel? And so they said, well, it will be the sign of your coming in the end. It's not wrong. I I hear these people act like it's wrong for all of you sitting here or all of you watching me to begin to wonder, Mm -hmm. wonder how much time we have left. I can show you all through the Bible. God gave people years. He said to the Jews, 70 years in captivity, and then you're going to come out. And he goes over here and he says, yet seven days, I'll cause the flood to come. But at the end of seven days, the water's coming. God is in dates. Mm -hmm. He is in numbers. When the fullness of time came, Galatians said, that he sent Jesus. So it's, it is not wrong. And I want to make this very clear for you to ask, I wonder how long, how long do you think we have? What do you think is the next thing? There's, this is what they asked throughout the Bible. Okay. Even David, when he got in trouble said, how long, Oh Lord. (laughs) I mean, mean, he asked like seven or eight times, how long, how long, how long, how long? So you're not in error for doing that. I want to make that clear. So what we're doing here is we're showing you what we call prophetic patterns. So Willie and I said, that day that if you really want to count the timing, everything is connected to the church age, the dispensation of the grace of God, Ephesians talks about that, or the church age. Now, when the church age is concluded, we then, then what are we doing? We're preaching yes. grace of God, mercy of God, because God is still in the time of grace and mercy. And we better thank God he is, yes. to be quite honest with you. Yes. But when that season ends, it ends through the preaching of the dispensation of the church. And a lot of people don't like dispensationalism, and I understand the arguments for and against, but it basically is a Greek word. It is ekonomia, and it's the economy, and it, it, it's where we get the word economy. And it means God allowing a person or a group of people to oversee a certain thing in his kingdom at a certain season. Mm -hmm. So what the church is doing now, our call is to preach repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That is the message. That's the number one message is to look at the American people and the world and say, you are not serving God. You better start serving God and 
the the kingdom of heaven is at hand, meaning the time of the end is at hand. Amen. All things are about yes. to Amen. wrap up. They're going to wrap up. Yes. Anyway, I've been hearing that for 50 years. Well, guess what? You're going to hear another 50 till he gets here. Okay? <laughs> so you might as well just settle down and get used to it because it yeah. will, one of these days it's all going to happen. That's right. Everything yeah. we've Point. preached is going to happen. Jim, everything you've told, warned people about, yeah. it's going to happen. It and Americans don't really pay attention until it happens. That's right. Then, they, then, then, they, then all the people that made fun of you for preaching it, yeah. Now come back and say, well, he was right after all. Yeah. My goodness, what about that? Yeah. And that happens too. Yeah. So going back to Abraham, 2023 is significant because in 33 AD is when basically, this is the basic time frame, the church is born on Pentecost. So that's the beginning of the preaching of the grace, the mercy of God, the dispensation of what Paul called the dispensation of grace. But then when the church age ends, it has to end, but it can only end if Christ returns for the church, and then we have a whole separate time period coming, which is tribulation at some point. And then my point is that if you take these two dates of Abraham, you've got 2023 and 2033. And I don't want to go into all the parallels there because it would take too long. Now, here's what I'm trying to say. A pastor called me who's a dear friend of mine, and we were discussing this 75 years and how it falls on 2023. So at the time you're watching this, you may watch this and it'll be 2026. I don't know, 2025, 2024. <laughs> but uh, because some of these programs are reared, of course. But if you watch this, we're now in right after Rosh Hashanah of 2023 on our calendar. It's not that on the Jewish calendar. You know, the Jews are into 5,780 something. They're, they're on a different time frame. Now listen to me carefully. Mm -hmm. Abraham had to leave the area of Ur of Chaldea, which was the area of Babylon, and the area of the Tower of Babel, Babylon had not yet been built. It would be built in the future. And he had to go out of a land of heathens, a land of pagans, a land of idolatry, a land of idol worshipers, a land of false gods. And he had to make a trek of walking with God to get into the promised land where God began to do three things for him. Number one, in Genesis 12, he started promising him things he had not heard before. He's told him to be a nation. Now he says you're going to be a great nation. Number two, do you know what shows up in chapter 12 when he's leaving? I'll bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. Yeah. That revelation comes right there when he's leaving. And this mm -hmm. is important. And I've got a revelation for the church, so you hang on with me, okay? The third thing Abraham did in chapter 12, uh, 12 verse 7, is he starts building altars. So all of a sudden, the altars start appearing all over the Holy Land. And the fourth thing, it says he went to Bethel. Bethel in Hebrew means house of God. So there's four things going on here. Number one, he separates himself from those people he needs to separate from and those situations and religious things that he needs to separate from. Number two, after he makes his separation, he gets the promise of God. Now, I'm going to bless those that bless you, curse those that curse you. Number three, he builds altars. Number four, he goes to Bethel, which means the house of God. Now, there's a message right now in 2023, 2024, for the body of Christ from the story of Abraham. Someone says, Perry, you're taking an Old Testament story and trying to apply it. Well, why do you think Paul talked about the children of Israel in 1 Corinthians 5 and started saying, and they did this wrong and this wrong, and they tempted Christ and they did this wrong, and this is written for our example. Yes, why do you think right. in the book of Jude, he talks about Sodom and Gomorrah going after strange flesh, and he says, these are written for our examples. Yes. I can show you in the New Testament, right. they quote the Old Testament story.
stories, and they say, you learn from those stories about the future. Ecclesiastes 1, 9, and 10 says, the thing which has been is that which shall be. Yeah. So in other words, in the Old Testament stories are concealed the clues. Look at, mm-hmm. look at what Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah. Right. That's, that's yeah. a whole story. Yeah. As it was in the days of Lot, Lot yeah. Genesis 19, that's a story. Right. So here's the fifth thing I want to tell you. Not only did Abraham have all these things happen, but he takes Lot with him. Lot shows up in chapter 12 all the way through chapter 19 until he is separated from the city of Sodom and Gomorrah and spared while Sodom and Gomorrah and the two other cities for a total are, are destroyed. Here's what you need to know. Hmm. Because Lot is mentioned in the story, then the days of Lot are a part of what I'm about to tell you from 2023. And I'm not saying that, that the Lord delays is coming this long or the tribulation is delayed this long. But from 2023 to 2033 is this 10-year time frame. But God now is about to do this. And I want everybody to pay careful attention. The church in America is in a very lukewarm condition. You can prove it because half the people haven't even come back from COVID. The people that were members of churches, some of them still haven't come back to church. They watch on the internet. They're comfortable at home. They, They take their cup of coffee and sit in their pajamas and never go to a house of God, never go during the week anywhere. And I hear people say, well, I'm still afraid of getting out, you know, because of COVID. Then quit going to Walmart. Yeah. Quit going grocery shopping. Have somebody else get gas in your car. Okay? Because the very people who make an excuse of not coming to church because it's crowded will go to a ball game, to Walmart, to watch their uh, their grandkids' ball games, and they'll do everything except going to church. Now, I'm going to look at you right in your eyes through this camera and tell you you are lukewarm. Mm. Mm. And you're making excuses. Then you say, well, I'm older in years. I totally understand that. My mother was 84 and 86, and it was hard for her to drive to church when she got to be that age. I understand that. There are people who want to be there who are not able to be there. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about healthy people who go to work, who have a life, and they are like the five foolish virgins. They don't have the oil and when the Lord returns, those five are going to be left behind. The door's going to be shut because they were not prepared. You have to watch and pray. Why do you think you're watching and pray? Why did Jesus say watch and pray? Because you don't know when I'm returning, because you've got to be alerted at all times. God is going to take the body of Christ through this process. Number one, he's going to individually tell people, people you have to separate from and situations you have to separate from and people that are pulling you down, you've got to separate from them. And this is the season to do it. Mm. Now there's coming to the earth. And I say this prophetically, plagues that you and I have no idea what they are and we've never seen before. There's already another plague hitting in India, it's, it, it, and it's a deadly plague, and they're very concerned about this. It, you know, and then it starts getting out, and it gets out, honestly, through air transportation. Yeah. People get on a plane, and they have it, and they carry it to a country. That's how COVID got out from, let's, let's face it, that's right. from China, that's right. because we had transportation, that's right. and that's why they shut transportation down, exactly. was because people were coming in. So a lot of people don't have, you know, we're blessed to have and I'm not talking about COVID vaccine. We're not talking about that and trying to bring that out. That's that's not the issue here. But I remember polio. We took a vaccine yeah. and killed. You know, we had shots that we yeah, took growing up. Right. They were okay. We mm-hmm. made it through it. But mm-hmm. not everybody has taken shots outside in third world countries. Right. And there's a lot of things out there. So these plagues are going to increase. Now, when God says this, I will bless those who bless you and curse you, those that curse you. We always take that to mean just the nation of Israel. But we are the seed of Abraham Mm -hmm. through the covenant. Abraham is our father. Go read what Paul wrote to the Romans who were Gentiles. 
about Abraham yeah. so right. the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. So that idea of I'll bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you is not just for Israel. And I'm stepping out here into a theological realm that some folks are going, what? No, because it was a promise to Abraham. The nation of Israel had not yet existed. God is addressing Abraham, and of course it applies to Israel. We know that. But it also applies to those who are the children of Abraham through the covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're coming to a place that if you will separate yourself totally to God and holy to God, then those who try to come against you, God is going to diminish them, and God is going to raise mm. you up. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Praise and they're going to be Amen. surprised to say, how come they're blessed and I'm not Amen. blessed? Somebody ought to clap right there. Yeah. That's good Amen. for somebody. Okay. Then yeah. we're going to reestablish prayer again. Prayer is now being reestablished in churches and ministries. We have a Thursday night prayer meeting every Thursday night, 6 yeah. to 7, live Amen. on the Internet. Thousands of people praying with us. Uh, it's And you can go back on my Facebook page, and you can watch that prayer meeting. Thousands of people do that. People are being healed through prayer. We're not laying hands on anybody. It's all through the camera, and I'm telling you, that's it. so prayer is going to be reestablished. Yeah. And Bethel is the house of God. Yeah. That's yes. the word. Amen. So we've got to reestablish the house of God, Amen. especially globally yes. and in the United States, to where we go back to fellowship with each other, that we get along with each other, that we pray for each other, that pastors support other pastors, that we stand together. And everything that Abraham did at age 75 that's listed in Genesis 12 is the pattern of what God's about to do in the church mm. if we obey him that's it. and if wow. we follow him. Wow. So I didn't take a breath there, did that, I? No, I just, so no. I just realized I didn't take a breath the whole time. <laughs> Have some coffee. We, Excellent. The church is God's secret weapon. It's so his true. plan. Yes. He said, I'll build my church. The gates of hell shall not, not prevail. prevail against it. It didn't say it wouldn't attack it, but right. it said it's not overcome. Oh, it's going to attack it. It's going to attack it. But it's time for the church to get back in the church, back together. You're going to yeah. need each the other. body of Christ. You're going to yes. need each other. Yes. I'm telling you, you're going to need each other. And And the other thing is, there's authority when more people are together. One can chase That's a right. thousand, two can chase 10,000. Right. If two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm in the midst of them. Spiritual authority increases every time another believer that believes in authority, that believes in the name of yeah. Jesus, joins that group in prayer. The level of authority, imagine if one can chase a thousand, two can chase 10,000, right? What can three do? What can four do? I'm not the mathematician, but start multiplying yeah, that. It yeah, starts increasing okay. with the number of people that are there. Wow. And sometimes you say, well, I can't find anybody. Well, remember this, Elijah went on Mount Carmel by himself, called the fire down by himself, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even, even did everything he did. And that's why he said, I'm the only one left because there wasn't, everybody else was hiding in caves, right? Yeah. The prophets were hiding in caves. And one person came against 850 false prophets. And somebody said, boy, he was outnumbered. You got to understand one man or woman with God is the majority any day of the week. Yeah. All you Amen. need is one. Amen. All you need is one. Amen. And God will tell you, if two shall agree, it shall be done. If you can't come to nobody, come to come to, if you can't find nobody, come to me. I'll be yeah. your second person. And you agree with me and I'll agree with you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll get it done in Jesus' right. name. Amen. So Amen. there's authority in that. I love that. That's one of my favorite scriptures. I've, I've used that my whole life. And mm -hmm. it, it, it's if, if two touch anything, they ask. Anything. Anything. That's power. Can I tell you something funny? Yes. Let's let's have fun for here for a minute. I got to tell you a funny story. When I started evangelizing years ago, I was in a church in uh, Virginia, and I was in Daisy, Tennessee, and God gave me that verse. And I got up and announced. I said, 
Here's what, and I would not suggest you doing this unless you have a rhema word from the Lord. Okay. Uh, I said, you, 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 you folks have unsafe family members that won't come to church. So we're going to do something. We're going to trick the enemy. We're going to do something. I said, I want you to bring me something from the house that they own. And we're going to lay hands on it, pray for it, pray over it, not pray for it, but pray over it. You take it back to them and they can either wear it. If it's food, you want to bring candy, that's fine. And then when they, you see them with it, witness to them, and God's going to save a whole bunch of people during this revival. Well, I didn't know what they were going to bring. <laughs> and they started bringing, and I, these are true stories. Okay. One girl brought a whole bunch of lollipops and she said, I'm giving these away at school tomorrow. I said, okay, all the kids you give them to are going to be in church. Just remember what I said. I said, Father, wow. there's yeah. nothing special about this lollipop, nothing. But you said if we would agree as touching it, it'd be done. So I'm agreeing as touching it, that conviction will come on these kids. This is the God's truth on the weekend. The kids start showing up to eat the lollipops. All of them got saved filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, my God. Okay, wow. I'm telling you, I'm telling, no, I'm telling you real stuff here. That's an awesome okay. report. Uh, and, then, and then the pastor came to me, and he oh. got concerned because they were bringing belt buckles and shirts and everything. And, <laughs> but the, the, he said to me, he said, if you can't prove this by the Bible, I'm going to have to stop it because I think it's getting out of hand. Well, <laughs> I went to the Bible, and I found that verse. If any two or three degrees huh? shall agree is touching anything. I said, these are all things, Pastor. And he just laughed. He said, get out of my office. He was laughing. He was laughing. I was just this young, oh, resilient preacher. Yeah. Oh, but let yeah. me tell you the end result oh, of that. Yeah. In Daisy, Tennessee, over 450 were saved. Oh, wow. Okay. In God. Pulaski, Virginia, that meeting, 150 were saved. In Lafayette, Tennessee, over, over 600 were saved. Amen. Now, I'm talking about real salvations, coming to the altar, praying through. And a lot of it was praying over something because I realized then if I can't get them to church, why can't I pray over some? I prayed over my son's shoes when he was a drug addict. Karen, we grabbed those shoes and prayed for God to awaken his spirit. And my boy is saved and serving God in the ministry pray. now. Amen. Okay, it's not, so here's the thing. They took from Paul handkerchiefs and aprons. That's in your Bible. Prayed over them and the evil spirits went out of people. I'm not Paul. None of us here are like the apostles. But it was special miracles. God wrought special miracles. Paul didn't do the miracle God did. That's right. And that's what I that's tell it. people. It's not about what you pray over. It's your faith. Yeah. And it's God it seeing your faith. faith. And so uh, the, the, the thing I was going to say is that there are ways that the Holy Spirit will show the body of Christ how to reach people that we've never even thought of. So right. I'll tell you the funny story. Yes. And this made me a little bit um, uh, antsy. That's my Tennessee <laughs> word. This lady brings me a, a pack of cigarettes. And she says, these are my husband's, and I want you to pray. I said, whoa, I ain't praying over cigarettes. She says, no, she, you don't understand. I want you to curse him. <laughs> He's an addict to cigarettes, and I want you to curse him. Hmm. And I said, well, you know what? According to your faith, so be it in you. So I said, Father, <laughs> let these be the worst cigarettes he's ever smoked in his life. Let him make him sick as a dog. And I just pray that he, she wants to be, she didn't want cigarettes in the house with the kids. Right. And she knew that he couldn't break the habit. He wasn't saved, by the way. So she puts him on the TV, and he comes home from work. Now, this is hilarious. So he undoes him, puts the first one, and lights it up, and starts choking and gagging, and runs out the door, and is rolling in the yard trying to get his breath. Oh, my. <laughs> and then he said, man, that's a bad cigarette. And he uh, got every, every cigarette he tried to smoke was bad and almost killed him. I mean, he was gasping. He said, what is wrong with me? He thought I was having a heart attack. Had to call the doctor. She said, I cursed him the other night. <laughs> he said, the preacher cursed him. He said, what do you mean cursed him? He said, that preacher laid hands on him and said, I cursed this, that it will be the worst he's ever had. He said, I don't believe it. She said, I'm telling you, I did. That's it. She said, you can smoke all of them. They're going to be bad. Uh -huh. And so he went ahead and took puffs and couldn't smoke them. He said, I'm going to go see this guy that can do that. And he came and got saved. Oh, <laughs> praise God. Thank you, Lord. Okay? So... 
So the, the, the proof's in the pudding, right? Oh, so you make, people may think. So the big one was, this was the big one. A woman brings me this, and I knew it had something in it that had six cans. <laughs> oh. It's in a bag. Thank God it was in a bag. She says, my husband is like an alcoholic. He drinks crazy. I'm tired of it. And when you said we will, we could, as touching anything, it'll be done. Here's my prayer. You pray over this. And as he drinks this, I'm going to witness to him. And I believe in God to convict him while he's putting this beer down him. And I said, you know what I told her? According to your faith, so be it unto you. And I know it's crazy, but I think God's just in heaven laughing. He's just I, like, can you believe these people? <laughs> this is amazing. Because they were believing. It's touching right. anything. Yeah, that's right. Again, I don't tell you to do this unless you get a word from the Lord. So we prayed, and lo and behold, the revival goes uh, five weeks, right? And he, every, he drank all of them, and she witnessed him. And when he got to the sixth one, he did not want to come to church. He was, he was tough. He was one of those tough mountain boys. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get you off my back. I'm going to church with you this morning. <laughs> and she said, yes. You know, she didn't say. So that morning, what I don't mm. even remember what the message was, but that old boy got to crying, got convicted, ran to the man. altar, got saved. You ready for the end story? He became the sound man at the church. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's important. So, it's very, so, it's so, very important. So on a positive level, I don't even know why we were telling these stories. We got it's off. good, though. But oh, on, a, on, on a real positive level, many mm -hmm. times those of you that are out there have unsafe family members. Yes. And yeah. you say, we, 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 they, don't, they won't come we to all... church. So that's why the idea of of praying over a handkerchief. We put handkerchiefs all under my my son's bed. He didn't. Did he you? probably don't even know it there. We anointed him, and we said when he's sleeping, deal with him. When he's when he's sitting in the bed on his laptop, deal with him. And there's nothing special about the hanky. There's right. nothing. Spe it has nothing to do with what you pray over. Mm -hmm. It is a point. I love what Oral Roberts said. It's a point of contact yeah. to release your faith. And God sees that thing. Yeah. You know, Abraham built an altar. God could see the altar 24 hours a day. Yeah. He sees that you have re released your faith there. Yeah. And so uh, that's that's different from what you're used to hearing on the prophetic. Yeah. But it's when good. you see God do those kind yeah. of things, it builds your own faith. And, and, then, your faith. and then everybody's, everybody's just laughing and hooping and hollering you ain't gonna believe what just happened you know and it's like all this great things happening so Amen. we good. need to we need to understand that god has different ways of doing yeah, what he's going, what absolutely. he's what he's going to do in the church but i'm telling you the church has to wake up the, yes there it because is there, there's there a, is. there's a lukewarmness Amen. there's a contentment uh there is an association connecting with how the world is thinking i cannot believe the number of people who attend a house of god who just don't know the bible and you will talk about an issue that the Bible specifically is against. Mm -hmm. And they will say today, well, I don't see nothing wrong with it. That's right. And you'll quote that's a scripture and they'll, they'll make an excuse to say, well, that's just Old Testament or, you know, that's just outdated mm -hmm. to justify themselves. And Jim, the big one, since we're on the subject of the church, the big one that seems to be reemerging, and it was a heresy in the early church that had to be dealt with, is called universalism. And it's becoming popular with all the young preachers. Okay, tell the, us about this. Un, universalism, and I'm going to really simplify it, is basically a teaching that says everybody has been saved. All, all the Hindus, the Buddhists, the Muslims, you know, non-Christians, non-church people, they've already been saved, but they don't know it. So all you have to do, you don't preach repentance. You don't tell them to turn to Jesus. All they have to do is just understand you're already saved. You're destined for heaven. Your, your, your destiny is heaven. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is be awakened to the fact. And basically, real universalism, you can still be the religion you are and believe what you believe. But as long as you believe that Jesus exists, you're going to make it. So in other words, any false doctrine is good. 
and everybody's going to go to heaven. Now that beggars that beggars the question. Mm. Well, is Satan going to be there? Hmm. Wow. Satan fell. Satan sinned. Why can't he be saved? What about the fallen angels that Peter talks about, which are probably tens of thousands? Uh, are they going to be saved? Hmm. Yeah, but God so loved the world that he gave his son. But wait a minute here. Why can't Satan repent? Can I tell you, Satan's headed to the lake of fire. Yeah. What right. about the Antichrist? Don't you think the Antichrist, the, he don't want to go to hell. When he finds out he's going to hell, he wants out. And there's an actual belief in universalism that all those in hell will eventually be brought and judged and be forgiven by the Lord at the throne. So what that eliminates is hell. That's right. So it eliminates the idea that hell exists. Now, why would Jesus say, and if you're watching me and you're a preacher, you need to think about some things. Go back to the Bible instead of your little theologian that you're studying that just wrote a book, 300-page book on, on how, no hell, okay? Go to the Bible if you believe it. And if you don't believe it, you need to get out of the ministry and quit preaching. You don't Come need to be on, responsible for people's soul, and you're not even That's preaching it, the truth to them because amen. you're going to be held accountable at the beam of the judgment seat of Christ for the false teaching that you're teaching. Amen. So here's the thing. Why does Jesus say, if your eye offends you, it'd be better to lose your eye yeah. than to go to hell. Right. If yeah. your hand offends you, it'd be better not to have one. As if it's making you sin, then to, I mean, this is a drastic statement. Yes, yeah. it is. This is as drastic as it gets. He's basically saying, and he did, it's better to have a defect in your body than to sin in your body and fear. And then he talks about, don't fear what man can do. Fear the fact that hell exists. Yes. And then you have thousands of people that have life after death experiences or they die. Atheists who died on a medical table and went to hell. Mm -hmm. And now they're preachers and now they're Christians. Go and look at the thousands of people who went to heaven and go look at the thousands of people mm -hmm. who went. Well, they were probably just hallucinating. Okay. <laughs> so the thousands of people that went to heaven were hallucinating. Is hell a hallucination? And the second thing you need to understand is these people, many of them didn't believe in nothing. Mm. It wasn't in their head that heaven or hell existed. And when their spirit came out of their body, which it did, they went to one or two places and they saw things. And see, the rational mind says, well, you know, rationally speaking, if God is a good God, he just, he just couldn't let anybody go there, right? Okay, uh. let's just say this. If God is a good God, he can't let anybody. So it just does. This is the argument. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me, rational sense, that God would send somebody there. Let me tell you what don't make yeah. rational sense. A virgin birth. Yeah, there you go. Okay? That's good. A virgin cannot have a child without a man. But yet in the Bible, Mary did not know Joseph. She had no sexual relations with him. She was conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God was placed in her womb as a virgin, and she birthed Jesus, who was the Son of God. Yeah. For yeah. God, who is one God, who is a spirit, to have a son is a biological impossibility because a spirit cannot birth a spirit. A spirit has to have a human form for there to be a natural seed. But that's the reason why God sent the word, who is Jesus, and sent the word into the womb of Mary. And the Bible says in Hebrews, God prepared him a body and he came forth and he was called the son of God because he preexisted with the father. Come on, I'm going to preach yeah, this anyhow. Amen. So there are things in the Bible that don't make sense. I don't understand how a black cow can eat green grass, give white milk and churn yellow butter and make cottage cheese out of it. <laughs> Somebody tell me how that works. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't understand how a bum 
bumblebee can fly because scientists have said the body is too big for the wings to be able right. to carry the bumblebee. Right. But don't tell the bumblebee That's that. Right. I'm right. sure if you tried to convince him, this is an impossibility. Yeah. I just don't understand right. it. He'd quit flying Amen. from flower to flower just yeah. because of your unbelief. Right. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> you better get back, sir, yeah. and young preacher, yeah. and young man, oh. to go back to the Bible yeah. and quit trying to be popular, quit trying to be woke, yeah. Yeah. and understand yeah. that what you preach, you are responsible for the eternal soul Amen. of the men and women Amen. and the young people who sit under you. Amen. You, ha you are responsible. And God forbid that I get up and preach something that's not biblical, yes. and I preach something wow. that's going to keep people out of eternity. Yes. Somebody told me one time, and, 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 and I understand there's good people, good people, but, but they say there's never going to be a rapture. It's not going to happen. Okay, can I tell you Perry's opinion of standing before? One guy said, you're going to stand before God for being a heretic for preaching on the rapture. Okay, here's my day of judgment. Jesus says, Perry, I cannot believe you told people to live right. <laughs> I can't believe you told them I was coming. Amen. Yeah, right. How dare you teach that I'm coming and returning and they better. You think I'm going to get rebuked for telling people to watch mm -hmm. when Jesus said watch? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, there's going to be differences of opinions, but I don't want to argue with people over right. it because it's, it's kind of like uh, Paul Crouch used to say, I'm Pam theory. It'll all pan out, you know? Right. One way or the other is going to all pan out. We're gonna, we'll know. Right. But I just want to, I'm just stirred in my spirit with yeah. what I see taking place yeah, with right. people who are going away from the sound. And, and Paul even said, in the last days, they will not endure sound doctrine, That's but right. they will heat to themselves teachers with itching ears. Right. People who want to hear there's no hell so they can That's live right. like they want to live. People who want to believe that there's no tribulation because they just think it happened back in 70 AD. So... Uh, yeah, you all are going to have to ask me some questions. Wow. <laughs> where, 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 I got a lot of questions. Go. Where do good. you feel we are according to Bible prophecy right now? I, you know, at, at this present time, as we're going into the months of, uh, you know, there'll be an election. At the rate we're going, we're, 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 we're divided, but we're now at the, I'm going to paraphrase, we're now at a boiling point of like dynamite blowing, blowing, going off. Not, not literal, but we're talking about in a metaphor here. And he said, we are now divided, and I can see a time, if this is not settled properly, that people are so fed up and disgusted, we will have fighting on the streets all over in every city. I believe it and, with and, all my and heart. I, don't I believe it, that. No, but I do, I do believe, and I hate to even say that yeah. I think it's possible and I, likely. God is you speaking can see to it. me you every day. Well, we're on yes. the brink of great tragedy. We're in the great, great, there's going to be uh, fighting, bombings, you know, warfare, uh, evil of all kinds. You know, you're going to, you're going to have earthquakes and, and, and tsunamis and, as well. There'll be tsunamis, tsunamis in the States. And all these things. Mm -hmm. yeah. Share the prophetic uh, message concerning the very unusual pattern that it, it has emerged with this Jewish New Year. Well, one of them is just what we talked about with Abraham. Uh, I, I, I do believe what I'm about to tell you, and one of the things that really stood out with me about the difference between the days of Noah and the days of Lot, because they're two separate time frames mm -hmm. separated by hundreds of years. And, and, and this is a word, and again, this may be a little different than what people would expect to hear or want to hear, in the days of Noah, if you look at Noah, 
he, w- he built the ark for about 100 years because he was 500 when Shem, Ham, and Japheth were born. He's 600 when the flood came. That's 100. You can deduct that to 100. Shem, Ham, and Japheth are born at the same time, if you'll read Genesis. They were triplets. And the reason God gave him triplets is he had to have those boys grow up to start help, helping their dad with the ark. The amazing thing about the ark is how many sons are going to look at their dad and say, stop, you're telling me that everything's going to be destroyed, and we got to build this, and it's massive, this massive boat and spend our life cutting down trees, right. getting pitched, tarring this thing up. Really? Really? Yeah. Then how it. are you going to get the animals off? Right. Now, if that would have been my dad, honestly, I'd have said, we got some questions to discuss. Here. Even your dad, you would have? Oh, yeah, yeah. I would have said, I would have said, uh, let me ask God, since you're saying this is of God, ask him these three questions, you know, because it doesn't make sense. Right. Okay. First of all, do you know that the earth was watered by a mist in the garden and it was mm-hmm. watered by a mist until the flood came? That's why nobody believed the flood was coming. Right. It had never happened like that before. Yeah. All, the, all the earth was watered by the rivers of Eden back in that day. Right. That's in your Bible. Yes. Right. So they're preaching a message that's weird. And the guy's building a boat in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There never been these floods before that were, were the whole world. All right. So okay. in the days of Noah, <laughs> in fair. the days of Noah, what you have is you have them preaching something that people have never seen. Right. right. What are we doing here, Jim? Yeah. We're preaching and telling people things they've, ne- they've yet to see. That's right. And what you will have when you preach things yet to be seen, if they have not seen the evidence of it, then you and I become a false prophet. Well, they're just a bunch of false prophets. And then everybody goes on their little internet blogs, yeah. writes their oh, little God. notes, yeah. until it happens. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you can't find those people right. recoursing and apologizing that's to right. you. That's right. That's and right. that's happened to me. That's happened to this man. Oh, yeah. Many times. That's unbelievable. So we're not into a pop. One guy called me. He was retired. And I, I know I'm all. The older I get, I just go all over every rabbit oh, trail. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, you ever it's okay. Well, you Since know, I've, I've been coming here a long okay. time. It's good. But I had a retired colonel call it. me over a video that I did under the Clinton administration on my manifest program. And he began to tell me why that the Department of uh, no, the State Department did not want that video ever aired on TV again. And I never aired it on TV again. And I won't go into the details, but I had actually talked about a weapon Israel had that nobody knew but Israel. Oh, my. And I had been on a military base. Nobody told me not to talk about it. Oh, and he okay. was screaming at me. And then he calmed down and he said, well, I want to tell you this. He said, the federal government monitors you and all the prophecy teachers. And Jack Van Impey was well known. And I said, Jack, he said, I love him. If you're on TV. Then he told me a couple of things I won't say because I, I probably shouldn't say anything about that. But then he, he, uh, he said, they know you're a good person. So they know you're not a, a rebel. You're not a, 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 a usurper of authority for the government. They yeah. know that. They know that. And he says this to me. I'll never forget it. He said, now, if you would just, and he named a well-known preacher, he's a great preacher, but he said, if you would just smile and not preach anything controversial, just stay basic and just tell everybody how you love them and how great they are. And his quote was, the whole world would eat out of your hand. Mm. And I heard the devil talking. Oh, yeah. Mm. I heard the enemy. Absolutely. What a temptation to me. And I said to him, sir, I want to make a statement to you. Mm. God never called me to be popular. He called me to be obedient. And I choose to be obedient. Because I'm going to tell you, if I wanted to be popular, I wouldn't be preaching half of what I'm preaching. That's right. 
And I would, there'd be no controversy, and I'd never say anything controversial. And then I'd stand before God, and he'd say, yeah. what kind of weak, lily-livered yeah. chicken preacher were you? <laughs> <laughs> he may not say it that way. That's right. He may have another, he may say it in right. Hebrew, I don't know. <laughs> so, okay, let's go into that Noah code. You, I'm, but but you, the lot, they, wait, 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 let's, yeah. go, wait, wait. Noah, okay, okay, you hit on Noah. Now, yeah. Lot, then you said we're talking several hundred years later. Now yeah. we're Se in the days of Lot, so you yeah. said the days and several of Lot. Yeah, and several hundred years later, here's what you see Here's what you see with Noah. You see in the time of Noah this vain imaginations, mm, yeah. uh, all flesh corrupt, and we could get into that, but that's a whole yeah. other teaching. Then we come okay. to the days of Lot, and it's very clear what Lot's days were. Ezekiel 16 talks about the sins of, of Sodom. There's about six or seven listed there. Fullness of bread, meaning they had more food they knew what to do with. Abundance of idleness, mm -hmm. meaning that they were just, they didn't have nothing to do, so they hung out in the streets at night and just partied. Uh, it talks about not taking care of the poor. In fact, they, were, they literally abused poor people. All right? That was a sin. That, that was one of the sins. Then it says, and abominations. Now, while Ezekiel does not name the abominations, Genesis 19, you can go to it. It was yeah. old men and young men in the city that had intimate relations mm -hmm. with each other mm -hmm. who wanted to have relations with the strangers that came into the city. Right. Now, we are presently, without a doubt, in that time frame. Yeah, the days of Lot. Absolutely the days of Lot. There is no question that everything you'll start reading the days of Lot are where we're at. You go to the days of Noah... And you see the same parallels. And again, when, when it talks about the days of Lot and Noah, Jesus will say it this way. They were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until yeah, today. Yeah. So we assume that's the only thing that is the clue there. That is, those are not the only clues. Right. If you will go, this is something you could do at home. If you'll go to chapter 19 in Genesis, then you will go to Genesis 6 and 6 and chapter, chapter 6 especially. Look at every detail of what was happening in those two days. This is the first generation and the first time frame that we can look at a camera and say to people, without a doubt, my, my dad's generation didn't see what we see. Right. No. There, were, there were laws being passed by the Supreme Court that are abominable laws. My dad never saw that. Mm -hmm. Okay? We see it. Right. Now, if we're in the days of Lot and Noah, what does that mean? Then you have signs pointing to the time of the end. Right. And Jim, when you, when you or I, either one, start talking about how tough it gets and how tough it's going to be. That's a message that some people don't want to hear. Yeah. Other people want to hear it to know how to prepare. Yes. Now we should be preparers. Right. We should be people that say, okay, uh, I live, you guys live near the new Madrid fault. Right. It would affect yeah. Cleveland. Sure. So you know It'll what we do? Them. We, and I don't tell everybody what we do, but I have planned for a natural disaster. Mm -hmm. right. We had an F5 come through our area one oh. time, tore the place up. Oh, wow. And so I won't tell everybody what I do because that, I don't want people repeating what I do right. because God could tell them to do something different. But I, 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 my, my staff knows that I plan for storms. I plan for huge tornadoes, huge hurricanes. Mm -hmm. I plan, I'm, I'm near two nuclear plants. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have iodine. I have yeah, iodine. Yeah. You okay, I have yeah. iodine in of a special course. location. Right. If those plants go off, you know what everybody's going to be going to the store looking for? Right. That's right. That's what they're going to look for, to take the iodine pills because of yeah. the radiation. Mm -hmm. You know what? I've got them in stock. I don't have, an, I don't have enough stock for the rest of you Cleveland folks, That's okay? Right. So I just oh want boy. you to make that clear if you're watching from Cleveland, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying that what we do is we plan saying, give me the 10 options because we're in the time of the end, not just because of that, that could happen. Right. What would I do? 
should those things happen? And so I optioned myself out of number one, number two, all the way to like say eight or 10. And there's, and here's the thing that just absolutely messes with me. I hear people say, well, you know what? I don't worry about it. God will take care of it. Well, then why did Jesus tell the disciples, when you see Jerusalem surrounded, pack up and get out and don't go back to your house and leave. Right. So he's telling them a way of escape. Yeah. So what you and I, Jim, do is we help people to say, be, be prepared. What if we don't need it? Well, let the people in the tribulation break in your house right. and get it, okay? Right. Let them, because that's what they'll be doing. So the point is that we have to be prepared. Yes. And we have to be mostly, and I want to say this to everybody, spiritually prepared, which is fasting and prayer, a walk with God, and fellowshipping with people. Have some, listen, have some fun in your life. Yes, yes. I want to say something to the people watching. This is a network, okay? But it is sponsored not by, if I can say it this way, you know, in the Super Bowl, they pay one or two million dollars for a 30 second Mm -hmm. spot a minute. Jim, don't have people doing that. That, 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 That doesn't happen. Christians who love the Lord are the people who will have this network continuing in the future. And if it goes away, there's some of the preaching you won't get anywhere. I'm telling you, you won't get it anywhere else. This type of discussion, tell me how many programs, tell me how many programs even on Christian TV you have that will discuss this kind of stuff and and, and have the liberty to do it. And we don't take, this is what I'm learning at age 64. We don't take anything with us when, we, when, the, when we're laying in the coffin. Everybody's talking about how great we were. The That's people right. that hate you love you when you're dead. You ever notice that? It's so true. It, it is true. Oh, oh, he was really a great guy. You yeah. know, this is the guy that t- stabs you in the back 10 times. Yeah. Now you're a great guy. So you're going to do it. We're going to all, if Jesus tears, leave this world. Yeah. And the best thing to do is to have a reward that's still built up when you're Thank gone. And you yeah. can do that by supporting networks like this network that keeps a voice a prophetic voice in your home at any given time. And here's what's going to be important. Now, read my lips. Watch this preacher talk to you. Everything this man's preaching, all the things you hear and things you've heard me talk about and Jonathan Kahn or other men, when it starts happening, you better hope and pray that this network is here because you're going to want answers and you're going to want explanations. And people in your family are going to say, oh, my God, what's happening? And you can say, they got a special coming on on Jim's network. We need to watch it. Amen. Amen. And the men will be here with the voice of the Holy Spirit, with God's Spirit telling them by revelation to look for this, look for that, do this, go here, go there, avoid this, avoid that state, avoid this area. Yeah. And it will only happen where you are permitted to do so. Please listen to me for just a moment. Jim did not ask me to do this. I'm doing this from my heart. We have got to have the voice of mature men and even there's women of God that are out there in the prophetic, but we've got to have the mature voices who are sound in the Bible yeah. on networks like this to reach this generation that's out there that's biblically illiterate. You say, well, they're not going to watch. Oh, trust me. When things yes. start happening, they yes. start watching. Trust yeah. me. I've seen it a hundred times, really. So moms and dads, especially if you're in retirement age, and you know, the Lord's going to come, and when he comes, you don't care what you have anyway or don't have, you know, except what's in heaven. Or maybe you're uh, at an age where you know that, uh, you know, you're on a time limit. We're all on a time limit to some extent. Yeah. Would you consider either a great one-time gift or either becoming a monthly partner? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And you, you and you only can do that. We understand that as God blesses you. This is not a forced thing or mm-hmm. twisting somebody's arm. This is if you can do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that all of the programming, it's not just the programming, it's this program. You, you, you don't believe how many people are behind the cameras, the lights are on. I have a studio. I know what these lights cost. <laughs> I know what electricity costs. Would you, would you be one of those that could be counted in? And do this at least. Start off with a monthly offering. And then if something happens and you can't do it, just send a little note and say, I'm not able to fulfill it. And they'll understand that. Okay, yeah. so this is not a pressure thing. But it is a faith thing because you got to start at some point. Okay. So I'm going to encourage you to be a, a partner or at least send a good one-time gift in so that the future, this is about the future. It's not just yeah. about now. So that when the future comes, and you and, and, and please believe me when I say this to you, I'm like, Jim, I have God speak to me and showed me things. When it really starts happening on a national level, you're going to want to go to something besides the secular news. Yes, Amen. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Can you really get the truth from them? What do you think? Mm-mm. Okay, you're not you're not going to go there. You're not going right. to go to the same. And you have to you, you have to be careful with the internet because there's so many people giving information that's yeah. always oh, correct. Okay. Yeah. That's one of the worst sources of information. To be honest with you, really? you have to go somewhere where you can trust. Right. Yeah. That's the point. And let me tell you something. This man. I've known him, and I, when I say known him, I've known of him since I was a little boy. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> that that's true. And when, when he was at uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, one of the greatest places in the world that existed on the planet. And Jim Baker is a general who has survived the battles. Mm-hmm. That's what I like the most about him. If I want to, yeah. amen, he has survived the battles. Yeah. He's come through them. And if I want to follow somebody to war, I want to follow somebody who carries battle scars. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, you know why? Because I know they went through it and made it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to introduce your new. This is your new book. (laughs) He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna get. He he got through. He got thrilled about this book. Yes. And the cover. I saw it before before he came on the air. It's called "Your Journey into Eternity." Life for the next thousand years. Would you like to yes. know what's going to happen yeah. in the next thousand Absolutely. years? Yeah. 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 Tell Amen. us about this. Well, book. I will take you. I in, want this. I will book. take you in detail. And this is not a surface Sunday school teaching. This okay. is Hebrew words, Greek words. Good. This is Jewish history. Okay. We will start you with your life. I love that. We will. We will then take you to the moment you die. Wow. We will then take you what you will see in heaven. Mm. Heaven is not just out there in outer space. It's, it's, a, it's a planet with buildings and places. <laughs> we will take you to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We will take you from the marriage supper into the millennial wow. reign. We will show you what's going to happen during the thousand years with all kinds of verses most people never read. Amazing. We will then go back to the judgments. We will then take you into the new Jerusalem coming down on the planet. Now, oh. see, I've always wondered it's, what oh. in the world happens there. Uh, well, it's, it, you, it, there's a whole chapter that just it's deals incredible. with the new Jerusalem coming down. Wow. And it's Whoa. pretty it's pretty cool. Now, you get the, the videotape. This, okay, this, this is audio. Now, yes. let me talk me about audio this. tape. If you'll look at your screen, there's, yes. there's and I, my hair's standing up talking about this because <laughs> yeah, this was yeah. the most thrilling thing. The temple thing of the tabernacle of, of the, the testimony. testimony. There is a verse in the book of Revelation that says, I saw the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony open in heaven. All right? Now, when I studied that verse, I want everybody to hear me because this was the greatest thing right. in my life I have ever seen. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. In okay. my life. I, I, wow. I, I, I no, am no, no. listening. When Perry no. Stone says this, it's the greatest This verse. blew my mind. Okay. okay. I go into Revelation. I said, okay, I do know that there is a temple in heaven because John sees it. 
But what is this building is the temple mm-hmm. of the tabernacle of the testimony. And that word testimony means a witness. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Here's what I found out. And it's all, it's two hours of teaching here. Wow. When you are about to come into the earth from the foundation of the world, it says God knew us from the foundation. Yes. That temple is where your name was kept wow. till you were born. Number two, the Lamb's book of life is in that temple. Wow. Number three, everything about you that will be judged by is in that temple. Number four, the throne of Christ, the throne of Christ where you stand at the Bema is in that temple. Number six, all tribulation, vials, and bold judgments, and the trumpets are hanging up in that temple. Mm. And you can go through the Bible and put it together. And I've had people tell me that when they heard this, this is what they told me. They said, it changed my whole life about what I say with my mouth and what wow. I say about others. Because you, he said, they said, you just scared me from the scripture because it's in the Bible and I wow. never knew it. Wow. But it Excellent. is a place. It is a massive building. I, there's no telling. Picture 100 million people in a field. Put them in a building. That building is bigger than that. Wow. One, wow. one facility. Now they get the- and you have to walk through that building. Now here's the big one. Ready? Where it's located, by, according to the prophet Isaiah and according to John and all these other scriptures, it sits, the entrance of the doors is behind the throne of God. So you have to worship the Lord. Then you go into there. The Ark of the Covenant is at the entrance of the wow. doors, right? And you have to go in there to go to heaven. Wow. So when you go to the city, everything is through the doors of that building right there. It is, wow. oh my God, it's wow. the coolest. Thing. I'm, getting, I'm getting like a Holy Ghost goosebumps blowing. just talking this about it. So you get, no, it really you get is. The, the, the tape and you get... The Their book, CD. Yeah. yes, for yes. thirty-five dollars, and that includes shipping. So yes, that's call right. right now and order this. It comes right yes. from his warehouse. Yeah, he'll yeah. ship it to Trade you. Go to my website, jimbakershow.com. Yes, and it'll be shipped right to your house. Yes, that's right. All you have to do is go to our website, jimbakershow.com, and we've partnered with Perry Stone through an affiliate program, so you can order the product. When you go to our website, click on Perry Stone Ministry, Voice of Evangelism, click on that link, and you'll be able to place your order. Perry Stone's ministry will ship it directly to your home, so you'll get it there from their ministry. And And we usually do it within three days. Yes. So it doesn't get to you in three days, but we usually, so you'll know. But if it's not a week, it's about three or four days, we'll get it out. That's right. You'll receive the book plus the CD for a $35 love gift, and that includes shipping and handling. We have to go. Remember, God loves you. He really does. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We love you. Thank you, Perry. Thank you. Amazing. We want to thank evangelist Perry Stone for standing with the PTL Television Network and the Jim Baker Show. He believes in this ministry, and I know you believe in this ministry too. If you want to support us, you can call us at 1-888-988-1588 or go to jimbakershow.com. We love you, and we're standing with you as these trying times. The Lord is coming soon. We want to make sure that you know our prayers are with you as well in these days. So thank you for standing with us. Join Jim and Lori Baker every day as they welcome anointed teachers. Remember that God loves you. He really does. And the most dynamic personalities from around the world as we share grace and restoration. Power over the gods. You know, the Bible says, who is like you, O Lord? You never know who is going to be on The Jim Baker Show.